the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, it is indeed. Seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock, and we're underway on this Friday edition of Free for All Friday on AM fourteen twenty. The answer is the 29th morning of the tenth month of the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. It is rare that I ever lead off a show with an interview. I always give you a monologue, but today is a little bit different because of the availability of our guests. Congressman Jim Jordan normally is our Monday guest. He had to move to today. Now he's got a flight to catch, so we're going to get him up and on the air. We'll get his thoughts on the news of the day, and then we'll let him get on with his traveling. Uh, Congressman Jordan, good to have you with us this morning. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, Bob. And I love that, Reagan. I, every time you play it, I love I love listening to it. It's, uh, it's an attitude, I think, it's, that you're seeing uh, reawaken in Americans in light of some of the things that they've seen from this administration, from Democrats. So it was, uh, it's powerful. It gives you chills every time you hear it. Well, they better reawaken. I'll tell you what. I agree. By the way, I've been playing that for about five years, and uh, and it, and it it means a lot to me, and I think it means a lot to a lot of other people too. All right, Congressman, let's dive into this now. Joe Biden desperately wanted to get his Build Back Broke program through before he went on his European trip. Uh, it didn't work. The House won't vote on yeah. it because of the House progressives who say it's not progressive enough. Now, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. If, as I understand it, and you tell me where I'm wrong, and then give me your analysis, the $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation bill has been slashed to about $1.5 to $1.75 trillion, which is what Joe Manchin said it would need to be at the max, before he would consider voting for it. But the New York Post congressman did a deep dive into this. Did they really slash $1.75 trillion out of this, or did they just limit the time that it would be spent over? In other words, rather than a decade, it's only going to be there uh, for a few years, and then it's going to be up to future Congresses and presidents to allow it to expire or to renew it. So it's not really any spending being cut. They're just essentially making it look like that on paper. So people will say, "Oh, well, it's only one point seven five trillion. I can, I can go with that." 
Yeah, no, you, that's exactly the game they're playing. It's budget gimmicks. We all knew this is what they would try to do. And frankly, even though it's obnoxious levels of spending, regardless of what time frame they, they allocate to it, um, it's not just the spending that's so, uh, so bad for, for, for our country, for families, and for our economy. It's the policy in it. I mean, they're getting ready to raise everyone's taxes. Now, they say, oh, no, it's not going to cost anything, and we're only going to go focus on billionaires and millionaires. But you know how that works. It's always middle-class families who get hurt. And that's what we're seeing now with all their bad policies, the inflation, the price of gas, uh, et cetera. So th- this is a bad plan. This is the fourth time that Pelosi has said there's going to be a vote. And there winds up not being a vote because, uh, again, there's a couple people in the Democrat Party who understand just how ridiculous this is and how much harm it'll cause to the harm they've already done to the American economy and to the American people. Let's talk about some of the uh, insanity contained within this, even at the quote-unquote scale down, even though we both know that it's not that. Um, $500 billion, but if my math is correct, that's yep. half a trillion dollars for climate yep. change. Where where would that money be going? And once again, why would that be so essential right now for a country that is 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 in economic dire straits, a nation that's thirty trillion dollars in debt, a nation that has you know used to be energy independent, by the way, just as recently as a year ago when President Trump was yep. in charge. Uh, now we're going to pour half a trillion dollars into climate change, which is only a drop in the in their wish list bucket. They're so they're so focused on this climate change and driving up the cost of energy for American families that yesterday in a hearing, Democrat members of Congress were badgering companies, uh, oil and gas companies, saying you need to decrease production. Now think about that. At the same time, they're badgering and pushing American companies to decrease production. What did Joe Biden do just a few months ago? He begged OPEC to increase production. Now tell me how that's going to help American energy needs, and also how is that going to help climate change? We're actually, we've actually reduced CO2 emissions in this country without mandates and, and, and crazy laws passed by Congress. We did it because the, we're the, the good stewards of our resources. We're doing it because that makes sense. That's just good business practice. And now these same companies are being hounded and harassed by Democrat members of Congress saying, oh, don't increase production. Uh, we're gonna, we, we'd rather have foreigners do that where they don't. Where, where CO2 emissions have went up all over the planet, but not here in the United States. It makes no sense, um, but everything they've done makes no sense, frankly. Well, you're you're right, of course. But what's really amazing is, is do they even compare notes? I mean, when when Joe Biden is saying, "Yeah, we're and and has Jim Psaki out there saying we're begging OPEC to uh, to ramp up their production," and then Democrat uh, con- uh, uh, legislators say, "We really want you to cut your production." Do they even talk to one another before they come out with their you know with their ridiculous uh, ideas? It sure doesn't seem so. And I tell you, I think what, what happens with these guys is they're so used to the mainstream press covering for them, not reporting the facts, not reporting the truth, not holding them accountable when they say something stupid, that they don't even, they don't even do their homework. They don't even like prepare like you have to if you're a conservative and you're speaking and, and, and talking about policy. So I, and, you know, uh, it, it is what it is, but I think in the end, the American people figure it out and we see through it and we see that every single thing they've done, whether it's in, the, the spending that's caused inflation, whether it's the chaos on the border, whether it's now the, the lack of respect for the United States around the world in light of the Afghanistan debacle, uh, you can the, the energy issues we're talking about here. It doesn't matter. Everything they've done wrong, and that's why Joe Biden's at 37 percent, and frankly, why the latest Fox poll has Glenn Youngkin winning the race in Virginia. Let's hope that happens, because that will send a strong signal 
as well where this country's headed now. Yeah, a lot of people see that Virginia race as a bellwether uh, coming up on Tuesday in an off-year election, so we'll see where that goes. But let's go back to Biden now. And, and you know, if we thought that the $500 billion for climate change was insane, I need to get your reaction to this. How would you describe the report yesterday that the president is planning to give border crossers, illegal aliens who came across our border and were detained by President Trump during the uh, the Trump administration in 2018 and the zero tolerance policy, yep. giving giving these people four hundred fifty thousand dollars each in reparations because they were detained by the Trump administration after they broke our laws and came into this country illegally. Yeah. No, you, 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 here's the Democrats. You, you, you break our law, uh, we're going to give you amnesty, and you break our law and come here illegal. We're also going to now add a half a million dollars, uh, uh, that, that of taxpayer money. And all while they're doing that, per person, they're getting the ready. Per person, not family. Yeah, per person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And when they're getting ready to do that, they're, uh, they're going to raise our taxes. I mean, such a deal. I've said before, the, the, the economic plan of the Democrats is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Lock down your economy, spend like crazy, pay people not to work, pay people who break the law uh, half a million dollars, and oh, for everyone who is working and is following the law, we're going to raise your taxes. Such a deal for the American taxpayer. I mean, that, you can't make this stuff up. This is how crazy they are. And again, it's why I think they're going to boost. Uh, I, I hope they lose on Tuesday in, in Virginia, and, I, and I, I'm convinced they're going to lose the Congress and the Senate um, a year from now. Congressman Jordan, um, explain this to me like I'm a four-year-old. Um, when an American citizen gets arrested for breaking a law and goes to jail, do they get to take their, their children with them and keep them in their jail cell with them <laughs> so they can stay together? Yeah, but, but, it, no. Uh, and, and, and I remember having this debate when they were, they were saying the President Trump was putting kids in cages and all this. And all turned out to be lies. Um, it, it, I mean, it all turned out to be wrong. And frankly, and, and frankly the, the so-called cages, the holding areas, were actually stuff that, that, that uh, President Obama had put up. So... Uh, they 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 don't they don't give us the truth. They take your tax dollars and give it to people who break the law. They take your tax dollars and 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 do all kinds of crazy things with them and expect you to uh, and and are going to raise our taxes uh, if this crazy package that they're talking about actually gets passed. Yeah, and and, and just to finish the comparison for people who don't understand this this four hundred fifty thousand dollar reparations payment is supposedly because of the psychological trauma experienced by children and parents when they were separated by the Trump administration uh, at the border when they crossed illegally. Yeah. And of course, the yeah. law says that you can't put children in adult prisons or detention right. facilities was, because especially when you don't even know who their parents are because these people are coming across many of them with with uh, coyotes who are trafficking them yep. across we have no yep. earthly idea who's who you know who these kids belong to and we're going to put them in a holding facility with adults and just hope nothing bad happens to them uh, yeah it's and like i said the comparison here is an american citizen yeah, are they and, getting four hundred fifty thousand dollars if they get thrown in jail because their kid wasn't allowed to go with them Right, and the stuff started. <clears throat> that policy started with President Obama. I mean, it, it again, you, you can't make this stuff. It makes no sense. But I actually think when we're talking about families and kids, I actually think the 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 number one issue on people's minds right now is this idea that somehow government's smarter than moms and dads when it comes to their kids' education. What played out over the last week, and I know you talked about this a lot, but what played out over the last week with the Attorney General and the, and the fact that the National School Boards Association, one day after our hearing last week, issued an apology, and then a few days later the Ohio School Board Association says, we don't want any part of that organization. We're, with, we're rescinding our membership. This is Parents don't like this crazy concept that Terry McAuliffe avoids and that the Democrats now represent, which is government knows better about your kids than you as a mom and dad do. And that is, that is playing big. And, and I, think, I think there's a 
pretty good chance that that is going to be the issue that wins this race for Glenn Youngkin in Virginia on Tuesday night. Cause, and, and I said this in the hearing, Bob. I have never seen – I said to, directly to the Attorney General, I said, I think your memo is the last straw. I think it is the catalyst for a reawakening of freedom in, in this country, and we've put up with all this baloney for a year now from Democrats. And finally, this is the, cam- this is the straw that breaks the camel's back, and people are saying, enough of this. And, and it is a darn good thing. He admitted to you when he testified before your committee that it was that letter from the NASB or, yeah. or the NS, NSBA rather yeah. uh, that that led yeah. to his memo. So since the NSBA withdrew their letter and apologized for the misinformation characterizing parents in the way that they did, how does he not withdraw his memo in in kind? That's what we sent the letter to and said: withdraw, rescind this memo, and he won't do it because again. The only evidence, it wasn't just that it was the evidence, it was the only evidence he relied on to, to issue that memorandum. And understand, too, the day that memorandum went out, doing exactly what the left-wing National School Board Association asked him to do, which is get the FBI involved in local school board matters, the day that memorandum went out, uh, out there was a, an accompanying press release, and in that press release it talked about getting the National Security Division of the FBI involved in the task force to do this stuff. And the National Security Division is the division that deals with terrorism. So this idea that they weren't treating parents as domestic terrorism is BS. They were. And he should rescind that memo and stop everything that they've started in this regard. Completely agree. Last question, Congressman. I know you got a plane to catch, so real quick. Uh, the FDA, uh, this week, three days ago, Voted 17 to nothing, uh, the advisory panel with the FDA, to approve the Pfizer profit jab for children ages 5 to 11, despite one of the voting members saying the quiet part out loud when he said, But we're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. We're never going to know if this vaccine is safe unless we start giving it to children. (laughs) That's just the way that it goes. If they don't know it's safe, Congressman, how on earth can they approve its use in children? Yeah, and, and, and we're back to the same issue. Who knows best for kids? If moms and dads think this is something that their children should should have, that's a decision for moms and dads. But I just saw where there was a, uh, a school district in California. I think it was the Oakland School District. Oakland. Yep. Is, man, is mandating this. Give me a break. This is a decision for parents. I mean, I, I, think about this. Who cares more about a kid? The government bureaucrat who doesn't even know the child's name or a mom and a dad who put everything in, who will give their life for that child. I mean, this is how crazy the left has become. And then to have this kind of uh, – I, I, sometimes you don't even know what to say. You're just like, what? What well, are these people? Well, again, doing? when the, when the when the body that is supposed to decide whether the drugs are safe and and uh, uh, you know for, yeah, for people to take yeah. tells you we don't know. We'll find out yeah. later on after we put it into your kid's arm. I, I, how that can possibly be approved, I don't know. And how it can be mandated by anybody when they are literally saying we don't know if it's safe. We'll tell you later uh, after you after you get it. Um, we're going to yeah. use your kids as the guinea pigs. It's just simply it's it's a bridge too far as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, Congressman Jordan, I, I know you're busy. you got to get on a plane. Thank you for making the time for Thank us this you. morning. We appreciate it, sir. All right. Thank you. It is 920 now, so that actually works out perfectly. It takes us to our 920 break. We're just going to kind of shift things around a little bit. I still have a monologue for you. I've got a lot of important information to share with you. And if you want to be a part of the show, we are free for all now until 1035 when a pair of Hagans come our way. Christina Hagan, former Ohio State representative, and her father, John Hagan, who's currently a member of the Ohio State Board of Education, will both join us. We're going to have a three-way conversation about a very, very important happening today at the Ohio State Board of Education. 
uh, it's a big deal. It's part of the monologue, which is going to be coming up. But uh, again, it's free for all. Whatever topic you want to talk about is fair game. 216-901-0945, Thanks for being with us. We'll be right back. free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Okay, 923. Thanks again to uh, Congressman Jordan for uh, jumping in and uh, getting with us, uh, getting on with us right at the top of the hour as uh, again, uh, he had a very tight schedule today. He's going to be on a plane here. So uh, we had to kind of do things out of order. I want to catch up now by not denying you the start of our show and our Pledge of Allegiance. I know this means an awful lot to a lot of people. They tell me in the appearances that I make, speeches that I give, places when they meet me. And so I don't want to deny you that. So if you would, go ahead, Patriots, stand up now. Even though it's a little bit late, it's never too late. Stand up. Face a flag if you have one. Put your hand on your heart and join us as we pledge our allegiance to this great country. Leftists, Biden voters. We know how you feel. Go ahead and stay on your seat or take your knee. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Um, <clears throat> before I get into uh, the top stories that I have been working on for you today, and there's a ton of very important stuff here, not the least of which is that spending bill that Congressman Jordan and I just talked about. Um, I'm not in the habit of talking about other radio stations, particularly other stations where I've been, uh, but I do want to just take a second and uh, extend, like so many other Clevelanders are doing right now, my condolences uh, to the family and the friends of Mike Trevisano, who died yesterday um, unexpectedly. He uh, did his show, I'm told, just as normal on Wednesday. Apparently there was no illness, there was no sign of anything like this happening, but he passed away unexpectedly yesterday. Uh, I'm bringing it up only because I worked with him for many years, actually probably all told around 11 years of my career. I want to say that's that's pretty close to it, about 11 years, and um, I had uh, a really interesting relationship with him, uh, not as close as some had with him, and those who were very close to him uh, would give anything for him, uh, and he likewise did so much for people who were very close to him and people he that weren't as well he was very very philanthropic helped raise a lot of money for a lot of very important causes and a lot of needy people uh, through a number of events so uh, i just want to join the throng of of clevelanders because it's a very very popular voice and a very very uh, iconic person as far as the public uh, faces of Cleveland. His was clearly one of those. And, uh, and it's just a shocking and sad thing. I was very, very saddened. Haven't talked to him in a very, very long time. But I was shocked and saddened uh, when I found out yesterday in a very unexpected and uh, quick way that uh, 
that Mike Trevisano had passed away yesterday. So uh, to to Mike's family and his friends and coworkers and people who were close to him who knew him the best, uh, I know this is a very hard and difficult and painful time for you. So just know that uh, everyone who is close to him is, is in my prayers, and I'm sure the prayers of everybody listening as well. Very, very sad, sad event as uh, Cleveland lost a very, very strong voice uh, and uh, personality in this community. All right. Um, That's never easy to do. It's just not, but it just needed to be done. I I needed to say so publicly, and I and I know people who are listening right now join me in that same uh, in that same sentiment. To the business at hand, because this is what we have to do. And by the way, I I want speaking of Cleveland voices. I take that back when I said we are going to be guest free until the the Hagans. Uh, at uh, ten thirty-five, my apologies, John and uh, Hagen and uh, daughter Christina Hagen. Uh, Steve Loomis is going to be joining us, talking about another voice of Cleveland, a big, big player. Um, you know, in all things Cleveland, Steve Loomis has been the uh, president of the Cleveland Police Patrolmen's Association on two different occasions. He continues to be a Cleveland detective in the Fourth District. He is one of the most outspoken opponents of Issue Twenty Four in the city of Cleveland. That's going to be decided. Um, which is essentially going to decide whether Cleveland is, becomes a law abiding or remains a law abiding city or a city that is going to devolve into complete and total chaos. Issue 24 would create a civilian oversight board that would basically give them complete and total control of investigations of police conduct or, in some of their eyes, always misconduct. Um, I talked to Jeff Fulmer, the current CPPA president, about a week ago. He said that it will lead, if issue 24 passes, to an exodus of 300 to 400 Cleveland police officers. It would leave Cleveland without a police force, essentially. The gangs, the criminals, the street runners would run the show. There would be no police because police officers aren't going to want to put themselves in the line of fire in life uh, in death situations, knowing that they don't have the support of the people who are going to be judging them, which are civilian activists who hate cops. Steve Loomis wants to encourage Clevelanders to vote against Issue 24, so he's going to join us at 1010 this morning. So a little clarification. We'll talk to Steve at 1010. We'll talk to the Hagans, uh, father and daughter team there, uh, coming up at 1035. Other than those two things, it will be a free-for-all situation, and I will take your phone calls at 216-901-0945, Dial now. News time is here. I'll start taking your calls right after the news on AM 1420. All right, 937. Appreciate you being with us on this Friday edition of The Authority. Uh, Don't forget Steve Loomis at 1010 on policing in Cleveland. Then uh, we're going to talk to John Hagan of the Ohio School Board and Christina Hagan, former Ohio State representative, 
Uh, both are going to be joining us for a conversation at 1035 this morning. You're going to want to be here for that. A lot of important stuff has happened, including the resignation of the president of the Ohio Board of Education, the author or one of the lead authors of Resolution 20, the critical race theory-driven diversity, inclusion, and equity resolution written for Ohio schools. Laura Kohler is out. She has. She was going to be voted out. She she counted the votes. She saw the writing on the wall. She said, "That's it. No reason for me to stick around." So she actually submitted her her resignation to Governor Mike DeWine today. And all I can tell you about that is, while I never like to see bad things happen to good people, if a good person isn't doing good things for the people of her state, if if a good person isn't doing the right things for children, then they need to be moved, removed. They need to be replaced. And I hope that the removal of the board president and the Ohio Board of Education is only the first of many replacements of district board members all across this state coming up on Tuesday, November 2nd. When it's time to go to the ballot box and decide what kind of education you want for your children, whether you want them to be indoctrinated with hatred for the country and racial division and a belief in non-science, a belief in gender theory and the exposure to pornographic gender theory uh, education, whether you want them to believe in actual uh, uh, science, anatomical, genetic, physiological, chromosomal science, and all the rest. If you want your kids to actually be educated, not indoctrinated, you're going to make a lot of changes and a lot of school boards. We've been covering that for the last several months, so that all comes to a head on Tuesday. But for now, at least we can tell you this, the board president at the Ohio Board of Education, which has been pushing all of this CRT and uh, other nonsense uh, on uh, on uh, uh, Ohio schools, Laura Kohler has resigned. And Can you dig it? <laughs> Like I said, I don't wish ill on anybody, but if somebody is doing terrible things to our children in our state, I want them to be gone, and now she is. So that's that's good news. Now, I want to get to one of the stories that I talked about with Jim Jordan. I was going to monologue on this anyway before we had to move in, bring the, the congressman on first. The story that I talked to him about was this plan by the President of the United States, Joe Biden, to pay illegal aliens. Not $450 for crossing our border illegally. Not even $4,500, which would be insane. We're not even talking about giving each of them $45,000, a middle-class America's income, American workers' income. Not even $45,000. No. Joe Biden... And the Biden administration are reportedly planning to pay each illegal alien who came across our southern border $450,000 per person. Per person. As much as a million dollars per family, all as reparations for the emotional and psychological trauma that they may have suffered when they crossed our border illegally and then were detained for crossing our border illegally. Detained, by the way, according to the law. According to the law. President Trump had instituted the zero-tolerance policy at the U.S.-Mexico border in 2018 
to do his job, reduce illegal immigration, deter illegals from coming across. The policy, the zero-tolerance policy that the president employed was not something that he wrote. It is not something that he just invented or just thought up to be mean to people. Certainly was not just something that he implemented because he's a racist. The zero-tolerance policy had been effective since before 2001. It's just that no other presidents used it. It was in effect, but nobody enforced it. So as a result of that policy, adult border crossers were put into separate holding facilities from the children border crossers that that also came over. I would say that they came with, but many of them did not come with them, which is, of course, the point. Since then, the border crossers who were subjected to the policy have sued the federal government. So Joe Biden has said, let's pay them off. Let's give them reparations to the tune of $450,000 each crosser. In some instances, a migrant family could secure about a million dollars from such a payout, more than some of the American families received following the 9-11 terrorist attacks. 9-11 9-11 terrorist attack, uh, terrorist attack victims, their families received payouts that weren't anywhere close to what they're going to give the, to these illegal aliens. It's far more than an American family gets if they're a gold star family and their loved one is killed in the line of service uh, as a part of the U.S. Armed Forces. But most importantly, they're being given out because President Trump ordered the Border Patrol to follow the law. And the law says you can't detain children in adult detention facilities because there are very bad and dangerous people in adult detention facilities. And children can, children can be put into very bad and precarious situations. That's why I asked Jim Jordan if you heard it. And if you missed the interview, it'll be available after the top of the hour on our podcast page at whkradio.com. But I asked Jim Jordan, if an American citizen breaks the law, if you break the law, and they take you to uh, to, to a holding cell in the county jail, do you get to bring your kid with you? And the answer is no, because prison is no place for kids. Adult prisons are no place for kids. Bad things could happen. Really bad things. Children don't go with their parents to jail. And when you are an illegal alien crossing our southern border and you are put into a holding cell, your child doesn't get to go in there with you either. Particularly if the authorities who are running the show don't know if it's actually your child. Locking a child up with an adult who may be a stranger, who may be a coyote, somebody who was paid to bring that child across the border because children, uh, you know, unaccompanied minors are given automatic admission to the country and then they send for their families later. They don't know who they're putting these kids in with. So President Trump's, uh, on President Trump's orders and his administration's orders, they put the kids in one facility and the adults in a different facility. They call that family separation, ripping babies from the arms of their mothers. Nonsense. And if, by the way, it was anything like that, 
It was the result of two things. Number one, the decision of the lawbreakers to break the law and that they come in and risk being put into a facility different from that of your child. That's your choice to make. Number two, it was American law. It was American policy. You can't put kids in with adults, period. So now the Biden administration, according to the Wall Street Journal, Not sure exactly what happened there. Some kind of a glitch. Uh, The signal cut out on us, so we had to uh, kind of adjust on the fly there. My apologies for that. Um, But the point that we were making here is that they were describing the psychological trauma uh, that the children and the parents uh, underwent, and that's why they deserve $450,000 per person, according to the Biden administration. Most of the families that crossed the border illegally from Mexico to the United States to seek asylum, including one parent and one included one parent and one child. Many families would get smaller payouts depending on their circumstances, according to the reports. In another instance, a Department of Homeland Security attorney involved in the settlement talks complained on a conference call that the payouts would exceed the families, the payouts the families of nine eleven victims received. Other people said senior department officials were in alignment on the amount and said they disputed the 9-11 comparison, given that the U.S. government hadn't been responsible for the terrorist attacks, but the government was responsible for separating illegal border crossers from other illegal border crossers. And this is just insane. Tom Cotton said it would be unthinkable to pay damages to a burglar who broke into your home because of the psychological trauma they endured during the crime. Yet the Biden administration wants to reward migrants who illegally entered our country with up to $450,000 each for just that reason. The Biden administration's promises of citizenship and entitlement programs have already caused the worst border crisis in history. A huge cash reward will make it even worse. This is the height of insanity. And, of course, that's true. All that's going to do is just be another carrot being held on this side of the border encouraging border crossers from all over the world to come come and get it. Come and get it. If you get here and you get detained, who knows, we might give you half a million, do- half a, a million dollars each. There just isn't any logic behind any of this. Stephen Miller knows it. Stephen Miller was on with Laura Ingram last night, calling this what it is. It's America Last. It is the exact opposite of the Trump policy of America first. It is America last. Completely accurate. It's what's called the collusive settlement. Illegal aliens suing the federal government for cash, and the government saying, oh, well, we'll give you all the cash that you want. It's collusion. But let's be very clear. This is what happens when you go from an America first to an America last presidency. America first under Trump, now America last under Biden. These individuals were put in jail for breaking federal law. American families who go to jail and are separated get no cash compensation. They went give half a million dollars to every legal immigrant who went to jail and was separated that's insane it is exactly that that i mean if, if you think about it from that standpoint would we give cash settlements to american citizens who were arrested and because they were arrested separated from their children no we would not we would say shouldn't have broken the law you wouldn't have been separated from your child but if you're an illegal alien coming across our border illegally we tell you 
Um, sorry for removing you from your child as you broke our laws. Sorry about that. Here's half a million dollars. It's kind of like, you know, the policy about COVID and mandatory COVID testing and mandatory vaccination. American citizens must have it. American citizens must have it. Border crossers? Nope. Come on in. Don't have a COVID vaccine or a, a vaccine uh, a passport? That's okay. Where would you like to go? We got a bus going here. We got a plane going there. Let's pick your destination in our great country. We know you'll never have to come back for an asylum hearing. It's just incredible. And that's just one of the lines, by the way, in the uh, terrific, <laughs> terrific Let's Go Brandon parody put together by our friend Dale Officer, our uh, commercial production uh, expert. Um, it's true. Uh, you have to take the jab. That's an order, unless, of course, you come from across the border. The rules don't apply for border crossers. All right, 951, quick timeout. Sorry about that glitch. Again, this will be an intentional timeout now on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 9.55. Uh, let's get a call or two in here. Westlake, Charlie, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead, Charlie. Bob, thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. I don't, I, I'm, I'm, this is unbelievable they're going to do reparations for these people. I, I, I don't even know how they dream this stuff up. All I see is they're going to do reparations for uh, our past sins, too. They're going to go and try to pay all the minorities something because of the hardships we've given them. This is, I don't, like, like Jim Jordan said, you can't make this stuff up. I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Well, yeah, you and me and a whole bunch of other people as well, Charlie. I appreciate the call, my friend. I don't know what they're going to I don't know where. The, where's the money going to come from for this, by the way? Where's the money going to come from for a million dollars a family or four, $450,000 a person? How many people does this encompass? Is it coming out of my paycheck? Is it coming out of yours? Or is uh, Joe Biden going to fund it maybe out of a, the sale of one of Hunter's paintings? Where's the money coming from? Uh, TJ in Cleveland next. Hey, TJ, go ahead. Yeah, you know, Bob, there was a Married with Children show the one time where a burglar broke into Bundy's house, threatened them, and Al knocked them out. Now the burglar takes Al to court and sues him because he got hurt in the commission of a crime. And, you know, we're thinking, hey, this is great. This is just a comedy skit. This would never real happen in real life. We're seeing it right now. We're paying criminals because they got hurt in the commission of a crime. And they it's didn't like, even get hurt, though, TJ. That's the thing. And in this case, literally all they did was get get put into the holding facility based on their age, and the law says you can't put children with adults because it would be dangerous for them. So uh, there wasn't even an injury done here in the like uh, in the married with children example. That's the ridiculous part about this. Yeah. Well, mental injury, they're claiming. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, we're living in a bizarro universe, but I don't know when this is going to stop, but it's like a nightmare we can't wake up from. Yeah, well, you know what? How do we wake up from it? We wake up and we go to the ballot box, you know, and uh, the numbers indicate. And this is the one thing. I talked about this some yesterday. Thanks for the call, TJ. I talked about this some yesterday. There is a red tidal wave coming that may make the shellacking that Barack Obama acknowledges that he took in 2010 look like a, look, look like a I, I don't know, just a, 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 little, a little rain puddle. 
the red tidal wave that's coming could be simply record-setting, unprecedented. Independent voters, according to surveys, 70-plus percent of them say the country is headed in the wrong direction under Joe Biden. 70-plus percent of independents, not of Republicans. 98% of Republicans say that. About 8% of Democrats say that. But those are partisans. Independents are, by their very definition, nonpartisan. They're the ones who decide elections. And 72% plus, according to Gallup, of independents um, believe this country is headed in the wrong direction under Joe Biden. More specifically, Joe Biden is underwater by deep, deep, deep numbers when it comes to his approval rating also among independents. 92% of Democrats approve of the job that he's doing. How and why, I think is an absolute mystery because I would love to hear one of them tell me the great things that he's done in 10 months. Tell me one great thing he's done in 10 months. Nothing. You can't. They don't even try. All they do is go Trump, 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 Trump. He's not Trump. He's not Trump. No mean tweets. Trump, 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 Trump. Independents decide elections. And the way things are looking right now, after the Afghanistan debacle, and the fact that there are still almost five hundred Americans being held prisoner in Afghanistan on direct command by uh, Joe Biden. Direct orders from the commander-in-chief. Get out by this date. And if everybody else isn't out, too bad. Between the Afghanistan debacle, the ongoing invasion, the supply chain shortage, the energy crisis, the high gas prices, inflation in the grocery store, inflation in the furniture store, inflation in the construction industry, Add all of that stuff up. Add all of that up, not to mention the fact that he was supposed to be elected to do something different than Trump did on COVID-19, and he was supposed to kill the virus. More people died in the last 10 months under under uh, uh, Joe Biden's watch than in the entire pandemic year of 2020, when we didn't even have a vaccine yet. And now they want to jam these things into people's arms against their will involuntarily. All of this adds up to... The answer to the question, what do we do? What do we do, Bob? People are, keep asking, what do we do? And the answer is we win. We win control back. We make this lame duck completely useless for two years. It's already useless, but you understand my meaning. We take the majority in the House by a huge number. We're already only down by four. We ought to be up 30 by the time it's all said and done. We take control of the Senate, and we stop the bleeding. That's what we do. Right now, here's what we do. We take a time out for news at the top of the hour. Then we welcome Steve Loomis, former president of the CPPA, to talk about policing in Cleveland and what it means to Northeast Ohio if Issue 24 passes. Loomis will tell us about that coming up. AM 1420, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.